0: Welcome back, player. Have your pen and paper? Let us discover lore untold within the Exposition Encyclopedia. Let us begin. Chapter 4 MONSTERS VOLUME 1 THE UNDEAD Brother Ogden and Brother Thobaldus had been sent to the vast Empire of Dreadgear by the Brotherhood of the Brilliant Hand, after the small village of Dune Hollow suffered from a plague that killed off most of their livestock. They rode by carriage for seven days to the town of Dune Hollow, switching out who was driver along the way. Wake up The boulders shook Ogden's leg, who was resting in the back of the carriage. Ogden awoke slowly, his vision blurry as he regained consciousness.
1: Come on, get your eyes out of the cart and get moving. This curse could be growing stronger with each passing second.
0: You exaggerate, brother. The High Minister said this was under curse, but a plague. It will not affect the townsfolk. Ah, you're
1: such a naive fool. To believe the High Minister, word for word, he is not present here.
0: The townsfolk are. You speak heresy. The High Minister is familiar with the plague placed upon this town. A petrification disease, it seems. Then why are we
1: here to confirm it? I, uh, well, uh, I don't know. No, you don't know anything. You are a naive fool. And you are a stubborn old man. When you're my age, you'll learn to be stubborn now and then. Now, get your arse out of the cart.
0: The two followed their lead and met an old elven farmer outside his homestead. The old man spoke in a broken, common accent, stumbling over his words and struggling to articulate the situation. To remedy this, Ogden spoke back to him in an elven tongue, something he picked up on his travels. The old man stopped and smiled, and continued speaking to Ogden in his first language. What's he saying? My elvish is a bit rusty. He said two weeks ago. A young man brought a box from the ruins just north of town. The Livestock started getting sick, and now they're all dead. Right. Then we found our
1: source. We should return to the ruins. Now hold on, brother.
0: We should observe the dead livestock, and locate the box.
1: No need. We know what we must do. We go to the ruins. We'd be going in
0: blind... Surely I thought you'd... The won't... longer
1: we stay here, the worse it will get. I, I just... I just don't believe we're being very thorough. Then you do it. I'm going to save these folk now.
0: The Baldus left the homestead and began to head north, leaving Ogden behind.
1: Brother The Come back! The Baldis
0: Ah... <sighs> No dice. Brother Thabaldus disappeared towards the ruins, while Ogden stuck with his gut and asked the old farmer to lead him to the livestock pens. Ogden's investigation of the livestock, however, unveiled a horrifying scene. Goats torn asunder within their own pens, the flesh rendered into a bloody mess. Stifling a gag, Ogden got closer to the bodies. The bones of the livestock had curiously calcified into limestone, and yellow crystals grew from the rock which pierced through the hide of the poor animals. Their deaths would have been slow and painful, with every joint cracking and stiffening until they collapsed. The smell alone of the rotted flesh and the fetid smell of the limestone proved too overwhelming, even for Ogden. He was forced to quickly leave the farmstead he was investigating. Something wasn't right here. What caused this, Ogden thought. Alas, nightfall came, and Thebaldus never returned from the ruins just outside of Dune Hollow. Ogden, figuring there was nothing of significance left in the town for him to investigate, turned his sights on the ruins, and to find his brother in arms. For ten miles, Ogden valiantly trudged through the steep dunes of the Eternal Sands in the freezing desert night air. He eventually came upon the ruins, where he discovered a sizable hole in an uncovered wall. The Baldus must have created it by bashing his mace on a structural weak point. Typical. However, Ogden could not see a thing. He could only use the dim light of the moon to cautiously stumble into the room he found himself in. Luckily, he was able to find a torch on a wall, which he then ignited using a cantrip. He discovered that he was in some sort of archive room. Scrolls littered the floors, some were crammed into wooden barrels, and others were still open on rotten wooden workbenches. Making his way over, Ogden investigated the scroll on the workbench. It was a schematic of some sort, for what he could not decipher. From what it looked like to him, it seemed like some sort of beast. From what he read, it was a metal beast, one that would eat sand. Perhaps this was an ancient way of documenting the wildlife. However, Ogden had never heard of a metal-like creature that devours sand before. Perhaps these creatures were extinct. Regardless, Ogden believed it was nothing to worry about, for there were more pressing issues at hand. He moved onwards, determined, descending down into the ruins. In the next chamber, he came upon a new sight that made him grimace. A skeleton. A humanoid skeleton. Its bones were calcified like the animals in Dune Hollow, and the room had a faint fetid smell to it. The skeleton was embedded in a mound of sand. Only the top of its head, the tips of a ribcage, hands and feet were visible. Sand seemed to be slowly pouring out of its eye sockets. Ogden walked closer, his torch illuminating his path. He felt a crunch beneath his feet, though. He had stepped on a bundle of yellow crystals on the skeleton's perimeter. While looking down, he noticed the left hand of the skeleton was gripping a journal, which Ogden had to pry from it. The old bones snapped as he took possession of the book. What he found was a personal diary from someone named Selkar, who was apparently under the servitude of King Malik a forgotten ruler of Dreadgear. Ogden read the journal in hopes of finding a hint of what sort of operation had originally undergone in these ruins. Perhaps it would lead him to Thebaldis. It read as such.
2: Sixteen Y.O.K. Year of our King. Duskfall. King Malik insists somewhere out in the Eternal Sands there is an artifact left by the great wizard Simon de Lozikar. He gathered us, his most loyal knights, to accompany him on the crusade to find the artifact. Wasn't Simon killed for practicing necromancy? I have only heard of the legends. Perhaps they are just that. Sixteen YOK. Sunrise. The creatures that roam the desert night are ferocious. Nothing we couldn't handle, though. Today, we met a nomad named Lockton. He seems to know the way to the artifact. Or, at least, he claims to know. This map our cartographer made was only a rough assumption of where the artifact may lie. I do hope we find it soon. I miss my Lila. 16 YOK, okay? Noon Sun. We found the burial site belonging to Simon. While the air here smells fetid, this was a lot better than I had expected. 16 YOK, okay? Moon Shadow. Fetid stench has gotten sickening. The tomb has proven nearly impenetrable. We found plenty of gems, but the king demands we find the artifact. Where could it be? Sixteen, O K. High peak. I have not been able to journal for a month. We started digging. The King had us construct these metal creatures he calls Sandamanders. They were a part of his large cargo we carried in in the seven characters it took to get here. The fetid smell hasn't gotten any better. My bones feel heavy from all the work. My hands keep cramping too. 16 YOK. Okay. Duskfall. I don't know what happened. The king went missing along with Sir Amon and Sir Kanan into the lower chambers. I have lost all ability to walk. Just an hour ago, I spat sand out of my mouth. I'm scared.
0: The entries end there. Whatever happened to Selkar, it took him before they were aware of it. However, this did prove Ogden's theory. Whatever happened to the skeletons here, it was the same phenomenon that killed the livestock. Ogden jumped suddenly when he heard a rattling sound. He quickly turned around and saw a skeletal husk shambling out of the sand towards him. He held his torch out. The skeleton had limestone bones, with yellow crystals protruding from its back. Its hunched form lumbered towards him, grasping with mock life. Ogden swiftly grabbed his mace and swung it at the undead creature, its head shattered into shards with a crunch, but it kept moving forward. He swung again and again, this time splintering its ribcage. The creature fell forward to the ground, but continued its assault towards him. Lifting his heavy boot, he then smashed the crystals on his back, and all movement ceased. Ogden took in what just happened. Terrible creature. What wicked sorcery created you? Shaking off the adrenaline, Ogden mustered his will and continued through a wide hallway. Cracked pillars supported a precarious ceiling, where sand had begun to pour down from. Almost desperate to find Thebaldus, Ogden forged onwards. Blood pumped through Ogden's head, thumping just as his boots were on the sandstone tiles, one thought persisting in his head. Where is he? Where is Baldus?" His questions to himself were cut short when he reached to the end of the hallway. A burnt-out torch lies smoldering on the ground. God. His pace quickened through the next hall, mumbling a silent prayer as he pressed on, one hand gripping the torch before him and his other gripping his mace to his side. Though the speed would not last, for when he got to the dark descending staircase in front of him, he paused in dread. It was the sound. The sound is what stopped him dead in his tracks. From atop the riser, he heard the sounds of eating. Flesh being torn, chewed, and swallowed in the most voracious way, as if to sate an untamed hunger. It echoed up the stairs, and into Ogden's ears, he trembled. Gripping his hand with a mace beading in sweat, he took one step down, then another, and slowly he walked down. The disembodied right arm of the Baldus lay at the bottom of the steps. Ogden found his mace belonging to his comrade, not but five feet to the left. It had been bloodied and bent in the middle. There was a trail of blood leading down a darkened path that began at the arm. There was another gnawing sound. From the far right corner of the room, Ogden heard the sound of bones slowly snapping and splintering. He held up his torch, and in the corner was a creature so vile. Its tongue was long and dripping with saliva its teeth jagged and bloodied, its skin faded green. It wore rusted chainmail and a rusted helm with a visor hanging only by a thread which swung freely as the creature started to lurch towards Ogden. It had spindly arms with elongated claws that dragged across the sand as it stammered closer. Ogden clasped an amulet he wore around his neck, and from it shot a small, fiery hand that latched on to the monster's face. The creature howled as its skin started to smolder. Following this, Ogden then reached for a small javelin in his pouch and threw it at the creature. It pierced through its chest, ripping apart the chainmail. The creature lay dead, gargling its last breath of undeath. From the look of the rusted mail... Ogden guessed this creature was once one of the two knights that descended into the vault with King Malik. Ogden had studied creatures like this with the brilliant hand before. They were believed to have come from the Abyss originally. However, it was obvious that this poor man somehow transformed into one. Ogden knew now he had to investigate further and fast he investigated the corpse in the corner whoever it was the night had been gnawing on them for a long time it wasn't the baldus this man had been dead for far too long from the look of the corpse's robes the body may belong to the nomad that was mentioned in selkar's journal the baldus was right there has to be a curse originating here men don't just become ghouls on their own this room was empty apart from the few corpses and body parts. The Baldus, I fear you have been sent to the Allfather. I pray that I may see you again, you crumpy old man. Ogden delved further into the vault, discovering more and more bodies of unfortunate spelunkers and fallen warriors who suffered the same fate as poor old Selkar. The fetid smell grew more and more repulsive, and soon Ogden's mind began to play tricks on him. He falls to the floor in a daze, as he become overwhelmed by the smell of the limestone corpses.
1: Wake up, you lazy sow! Uh, the the Baldus. I thought you had perished! You think a few foul-smelling ghouls and a few sampling skeletons could kill me? Mm. You are a fool. Uh, The Baldus, I was just starting to miss your berating. Come on, lad. We must find the
0: source of this curse. Aye. Together, they delved further and further into the vault, crossing through an eternal umbral hallway. Ogden was relieved. The Baldus had both his arms. Some other poor solid must have been torn to bits before them. Perhaps the Hand had already sent someone here. Did you see that arm back there? I thought it was yours.
1: What? Oh, yes. Not mine, obviously. Thinking some other order sent a knight out here. Probably eaten alive by the ghouls. It doesn't make sense. Men turning into ghouls? That's because I was right. It is a curse. I bet if we don't act soon, the town's folk will turn into ghouls themselves.
0: I have to agree with you. No way this is a plague.
1: Do you know where you are going, brother? What other way is there to go?
0: The voracious crunching returned. Ogden felt a sickening twist in his stomach, and he was forced to one knee. When he looked up, the boldest was gone. There was now only a dim light at the end of the hallway. He passed through, and what he saw next broke him. A corpulent undead form, feasting on the corpse of Theboldus. Its drooling maw latched onto the torso of the fallen knight, his right arm missing. Ogden fell to his knees. He gagged. (sighs) How is this possible? I was just, I was just speaking to him. The ghoul looked off from its meal and spoke to the weeping
3: paladin. Another delicious morsel, wandering in from the sands. What are you? I am Malik, king of the eternal sands.
0: The rotund abomination gestured to a jagged crystal and limestone crown protruding from his head, the figure attempting to act regal and proud as
3: it does so. Years ago, I went seeking out this crown, this artifact. I found it, and it blessed me with an insatiable power. This crown... whispers to me. It says I will have eternal youth if I just...
1: keep... eating. Do not tread closer, foul creature. I will incinerate
3: you to (sighs) ash. that is what your friend said now i pick my teeth with his bones
0: he was just by my side what sorcery is this
3: the crown did it it led you here to be devoured perhaps you will sate my hunger.
0: The ogre ghoul lunged at Ogden, to which the knight cast a wall of fire to avoid the attack. The monster wailed and slammed the ground with his fist, causing a quake that forced Ogden to the ground. It roared with rage as it grabbed Ogden by the leg and tossed him into a stone wall. Bones snapped within Ogden as it charged him again. Standing to his feet, Ogden mustered the strength to toss another one of his javelins, puncturing the knee of the ogre ghoul. The cursed king toppled to the ground as his forward momentum made him crash and roll towards Ogden. The knight once more sidestepped out of the way as the creature collided with the wall. Parts of the ceiling crashed down onto the monster, but it soon crawled out from the debris and let out a blood-curdling roar. Ogden rushed in and bashed his mace across Malik's face, knocking a few of his jagged teeth out. The creature grabbed Ogden and held him up in the air, breaking one of the knight's arms in the process. Ogden could begin to feel the creature trying to rip him apart, muscles beginning to stretch and tear. He tried wiggling his right arm free. Malek's grip was strong, but by the will of the Allfather, Ogden was able to free his arm and bring his mace down upon the cursed crown on Malik's head. There was a blinding flash. Malik howled in pain, tossing Ogden once more towards the rebel. The creature tried to charge Ogden one last time. However, with each step, a part of the monster turned into sand, crumbling into the wind. The Cursed King faded into obscurity once more, with no trace of the horrid monster he'd become left. Ogden hadn't noticed, but when the Cursed King slammed into the wall, parts of the ceiling had collapsed. Sand had begun pouring through the cracks throughout the fight, until the open sky was revealed. Only now did Ogden begin to see the rays of dawn peeking in through the ruined halls. Ogden gathered himself and took the remains of his brethren back to the hand, where he was buried amongst their own kind. I can't help but feel guilt over your death, old man. You were stubborn and grumpy, but... You were the best of us. I just wanted to let you know that I stopped the curse. I stopped that thing. I wish I'd listened to you sooner. The High Minister held a ceremony in your honour. I hope the Father treats you well. Yesterday I was given the duty of bringing up a squire, like you once did for me. I hope I can make you proud, old man, until we meet again.